Listen to them speak. Listen to them talk. CNS podcast. When you sit, run or walk. of CNS podcast, a podcast broadcasted by the Department of Clinical Neuroscience at Karolinska Institutet. My name is Anders Jefors and uh, with me today I have Erik Andersson, lecturer and licensed psychologist and PhD. And alongside him uh, I have Erik Hedman, uh, postdoc and lecturer as well and also licensed psychologist and licensed psychotherapist and PhD. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, how does it feel to be here? It feels great. We got a very nice view. Uh, it's on the fifth floor. Uh, I feel extremely well. Thank you. Yeah, great. You are here today to talk about uh, internet uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, can you tell me briefly why, why is internet uh, CBT uh, a thing today? Well, Eric, do you want to start? Uh, I can try. Uh, well, for several, several reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, sort of standard cognitive behavior therapy has been shown to be uh, very effective for a range of psychiatric disorders the past uh, 25-30 years. But one major limitation has been that uh, accessibility is very low. So although there is effective treatment for depression and anxiety disorders and so forth, uh, a small proportion of patients actually get the treatment. And one major advantage with internet-based treatments is that each therapist can treat uh, much more patients at the same time. And at the Internet Psychiatry Clinic uh, at the Huddinge uh, University Hospital, we've seen that it's possible to treat about 80 patients simultaneously in internet-based treatments compared to perhaps 20 or 25 in conventional face-to-face -face therapy. Oh, but how does that, uh, I mean, it sounds great, um, but how, how does that affect uh, the quality of the, th the treatment? Uh, well, uh, the studies done so far, uh, and th they aren't very many, but studies been, who have directly compared internet-based treatments to face-to-face uh, -face treatments with CBT have generally shown that there is almost uh, no difference in terms of efficacy, that is, uh, so far, it seems that if internet-based treatment works, oh, sorry, if face-to-face -face CBT works, then internet-based treatment also works, and they are ab about uh, equally efficacious. Oh, okay. We can just add uh, some other aspects here, is that internet-based treatments also have the potential to reach patients that would not otherwise seek care. So, for instance, patients who live uh, um, 100 kilometers from a psychiatric unit, for instance. So, it's, it's a highly accessible treatment uh, with the potential to reach patients that would not otherwise uh, receive care at all. And a and third uh, wonderful thing with internet-based treatments is that they are an, uh, a super model for investigating treatment components in psychological treatment because as it's possible to treat uh, many patients and it's also possible to have 
almost 100% control over the treatment content to which the patient is exposed, it's really easy to conduct research and investigate whether different treatment components have effects uh, in treatment. And that, when we do that in face-to-face treatments, it's very expensive and very difficult because it's, it's difficult to know what's actually going on in the therapist's room. And you would also need sample sizes of about three to 600 patients, which is very hard in face-to-face uh, treatments to have a budget that can treat that many patients. It's quite easy to do it uh, using the internet-based format. Yeah. So for a, it's, it's for a researcher who wants to investigate mechanism of treatment, it's, 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 uh, it's a highly accessible treatment, so you can have large sample sizes. And if we look at the negative parts, what's uh, what's the minus? Uh, well, uh, of course, you you must be able to to read and write uh, uh, in Swedish. Uh, you must uh, have some basic level of uh, computer knowledge, uh, and it's it's not advanced uh, at all. But you have to be able to you have to be on the level where you can write an email. That's that's enough. But uh, if you if you're completely unable to use a computer, then of course this treatment doesn't work. Uh, Another thing is that it's probably, uh, I don't have very much data on this, this is more a clinical observation, it's not as fun to be uh, a therapist in internet-based treatments as in face-to-face treatment because you uh, you can have 80 patients simultaneously and it's it's not as rewarding as when uh, a person, you know, in the flesh says, uh, "This has really helped me. Uh, thank you very much." Uh, it's quite different when when you just get a short text message saying, "Wow, this was re- really good. Thank you." <laughs> so most uh, clinical psychologists do not work full time with internet-based CBT. Uh, so I've always worked clinic with face-to-face CBT uh, parallel uh, okay. to internet-based treatments. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a necessity, or will you sometime in the future work uh, full-time with just internet-based therapy? Well, uh, of course it's possible. I would not personally um, recommend it, because I think you learn a lot when meeting patients as well, uh, that you don't really can get the same um, information on, on the internet-based treatments. This is just my personal thoughts. I don't have any data to support that, but uh, it's, it's my personal experience. Yeah. I don't know about you, Eric. Uh, well, I would I would think, too, that it may not be suitable to, to have uh, uh, a position where you 100% conduct uh, internet-based treatments, uh, partly because of what you just said, that it's... it's perhaps a little bit more difficult to to uh, gain more skills as a therapist but also as i said it's probably uh, uh, a little more boring uh, simply to to do it that way uh, but uh, and i think it's it's important to give a, a brief picture of uh, what this kind of treatment actually is yes so we know what we're talking about uh, so the standard way is that uh, before treatment, uh, the the patient goes through uh, a diagnostic assessment so that we're sure that the patient has a specific diagnosis because all the treatments, just as in face-to-face CBT, are 
designed for specific psychiatric disorders. So there's yeah. one treatment for OCD, one for social phobia, and another for depression, and so on. And the treat when the patient starts treatment, he or she logs into uh, uh, a secure treatment account. And the uh, the general idea is that what we would do in face-to-face treatment and the mechanisms that, that we think are at play in face-to-face treatment, they are transferred onto the internet basically through uh, through text, through audio files, and in some cases also through through uh, video clips. Okay. So so the patient gradually gets access to what we call modules, uh, which are equivalents of uh, of a a session. Okay. Uh, and after each module, where a patient perhaps learns that, hmm, uh, if you have a social phobia, then it's important to uh, to map what you have started to avoid as a consequence of this. And gradually, we will then sort of expose ourselves to social situations in certain ways. And um, after each module, the patient sends in homework assignments uh, through text messages. And the job of the therapist is mainly to uh, to check that, well, the patient seems to understand what this treatment is about. Uh, he or she has been conducting uh, CBT exercises the way he or she, he or she should, and uh, then provide some written feedback on this, just saying, you're on the right track, you could do a little bit more of this perhaps, a bit less of this, and let's go. You now have, have, uh, have access to the next module. And that's what the therapist does. So in a treatment, the therapist perhaps sends 10 brief text messages. And in total, I think we have calculated that it's the therapist spends about 5 to 10 minutes per week, um, weekly per patient. So it's, uh, it's a short amount of time that the, the, the therapist spends on each patient each week. But, but is it because the tempo is lower for the uh, clients? Or, uh, no, I would say that they they go through the treatment. So uh, they have uh, very many assignments that they need to do. They they read an entire book um, oh. throughout the. So it's I would say 150 pages uh, or something um, in a, an average treatment. So the patient does a lot of work, but the work on the behalf of the therapist is. Uh, as limited as it could be in in the general case. So usually when you meet patients, you have psychoeducation, you learn about, for instance, panic attacks, etc. All that amount of work that you do in face-to-face is on the in the book instead. In the, okay. so, so the internet-based treatment take care of that. So that's the t- all the time you save is basically that. All the psychoeducation, rationale for the treatment, etc., so, I mean, the therapist, uh, what we do is basically give support and uh, and discuss potential problems uh, when patients does not understand uh, the model or how, or how to to um, do the treatment, basically. Yeah. And how quick is the feedback if I was to send a message to my therapist? Uh, well, w- generally, we have the ambition that within within 48 hours on weekdays, uh, the the patient should get a, get the feedback, so it's it's a bit m- more accessible even I would say than face to face CBT because then it's it's almost always the case that the patient uh, uh, comes to the uh, the office of the therapist and then it takes a full week 
before they see each other again and uh, if there are any uh, misconceptions uh, of anything it takes a week before that can be clarified but in this kind of treatment uh, the the uh, interaction between therapist and patient is more alive all the time um, and of course one other one other thing that the therapist does is that we we monitor uh, uh, depressive symptoms uh, and especially uh, suicidality which could be a potential okay. issue um, in our treatment and uh, the the treatment platform offers uh, more like like warning flags uh, if there's a risk of increased depression and of course then takes action to to further investigate whether there actually is uh, a risk of, uh, okay. of of suicidality so that's also something that's that's uh, an important uh, task of the therapist uh, do you have do you know if there's a greater risk for suicide with uh, or risk for uh, suicidal behavior with these who only have the internet uh, therapy I would say the short answer is we have no idea, but but I I don't think so. The internet uh, uh, sci- internet psychiatry clinic at Huddinge has now been treated uh, has now treated three thousand eight hundred patients, oh, okay. and so far uh, those cases of suicidal behavior are very very rare. Is my experience? Yeah, it's my experience as well. Uh, if we meet um suicidal patients we are very careful uh of including them in the treatment oh okay yeah but is it something that you might lack with this internet base that there are certain uh, clues on suicidal behavior that that you miss because you only have these text messages i don't think there's uh, a a very big difference there I mean, of course given that we we aim to include uh patients with moderate symptoms yeah. meaning that if if people are severely depressed internet based treatments aren't probably uh the best uh, solution uh but i would say that it could be perhaps even a little bit easier through the internet to just convey a short message i don't feel very well at all and it's it's not this uh, big thing to do it as it might be in a face to face treatment uh so so uh and in com- in combination with the fact that people conduct self assessments weekly throughout the treatment i would say that uh, uh that the risk that we miss uh, uh suicidal ideation or suicidal behavior is probably not uh greater in internet based treatment or what would you say i think it's it's very important to stress that we have so that automatically distributed uh, uh, depression rating questionnaires each week uh, and I would say that it's quite rare that you do that with face-to-face treatments so I rarely give uh, a depression scale each week when I meet my patients face-to-face okay. so in a sense we are probably uh, better to detect suicidal uh, ideation or behaviors uh, is my suspicion compared to any other uh, regular psychiatric uh, unit. This is just my my hunch, but I don't think that many psychologists give uh, a depression rating form each week. Mm. Yeah. 
And if I were to get this uh, formal treatment, you mentioned that I go through a, a sort of a evaluation first. Uh, do I need to come here to you to do it, or can I do it uh, in front of my computer as well? So the first thing you do is you you get an account in Mina Vårdkontakter, which is connected to the the um, public healthcare system here yeah. in Stockholm, and then you do a an internet screening, uh, meaning that you you answer a bunch of questionnaires on the internet, and when you have done that, you are Uh, you you uh, meet a psychiatrist at Huddinge Hospital, and uh, he or she do a, does a screening interview with you. And uh, so, for instance, if you fulfill all the criteria of panic disorder, uh, you get the internet-based CBT treatment for panic disorder, and you can start the next day basically after you have met with a psychiatrist. Can I choose myself if I want to do the face-to-face or internet-based, or is it something that you always do the internet-based if, if possible? So the the unit is uh, internet-based strictly, oh, so okay. to speak. So if you want to meet face-to-face uh, instead, um, it's better to to seek care at your psychiatric unit in your sector. Oh, okay. But you do a whole Stockholm area or or whole Sweden or yeah, the whole of Stockholm County. Stockholm County. Yeah. Is, does this exit, exist uh, out in the country as well, or is it just here in, in Stockholm? Uh, do you have any idea of that, Eric? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I know that there are uh, uh, private companies that offer internet-based treatments and, and that there are several projects going on right okay. now when uh, uh, trying to disseminate uh, internet-based treatments throughout Sweden. But I think there are uh, very few uh, clinics as the Internet Psychiatry Clinic, which is uh, a, a regular psychiatric clinic and works on the same uh, sort of uh, with the same conditions as any other uh, outpatient psychiatric clinic. That kind of arrangement is still uh, not so common in Sweden. Yeah, and you mentioned those uh, modules that the patients get. Uh, what do they exist of? So the modules is basically book chapters. Uh, so the treatment is based on, for instance, 10 modules, which is basically a book chapter. It's a step-by-step treatment. Uh, so module one is always psychoeducation. So if you have read module one uh, in, in treatment for panic disorder, you read about panic attacks, etc., etc., the cognitive behavioral model of panic disorder, etc., So, uh, in a sense, it's basically a book chapter. Uh, it could be supported by uh, video clips, etc. But uh, the content is is uh, provided uh, through text. Yeah, uh, yeah and it, it it should be stressed that it's pretty basic um, in terms of, of technical features. What we do, it's largely text based. Uh, there are some few applications uh, when it comes to audio files, video clips. There are some trials right now using uh, applications in, in iPhones oh. uh, to support the treatment. But in the general case, it's it's very it's very simple, and it doesn't uh, so far it doesn't seem to be adding much treatment effect uh, uh, when you add uh, complex technical features or artificial intelligence, where the treatment adapt to. Uh, what you do in an automatic way, uh, so it's it's uh, 
it's it's quite simple in, in that regard. Just picture a self-help book, basically based on CBT principles, uh, uh, and cut that up to ten modules and provide it on the internet and add an, an email function. Basically, I mean, if, of course, it's it's more safe than an email function, but that's what the treatment is largely largely about. And in combination with that, we conduct proper diagnostic assessments. Uh, it seems to be uh, working uh, very, very well. And 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 if there are some differences between internet-based treatments, what we can see is that these uh, there are some programs which are fully automated and not uh, not based on proper diagnostic assessments. But, but it's more like you, you surf onto a website and perhaps do some self-screening. And uh, if if you you reach a certain cutoff on a on an inventory for say depression then you can just access a depression program without any form of therapist feedback and those kind of programs seems to be uh, uh, much less efficient than what we do at the internet psychiatry clinic and i think that's that's because the patient feels that wow this is really this is a proper treatment so they they take care of me like in in a conventional healthcare context and uh, the it's it's real people behind the treatment who really sort of care about uh, what happens to me and uh, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do there's there's someone there seeing that and gives me feedback saying hey uh, yeah we need to step this up a bit and you have to do more work with a fifth module or whatever it might be and and I think that taken together that's what really makes it work so well or what would you say yeah, I think you, you summarize it quite well. So it's important to stress that content-wise, this is exactly the same as in a face-to-face treatment. So module three is the same, content-wise, is exactly the same as I would do session free with my face-to-face face, uh, patients. It's only the format provided in text instead of me uh, telling you h- how uh, how does OCD works, for instance, or how does panic disorder works, and and that's so, and that's that's a uh, a common misconception that it's a quite different treatment. It's not seldom that uh, uh, people contact me with, uh, for example, social anxieties and s- and say something like, "Oh wow, an internet-based treatment. That's great but because you know what." Uh, uh, I really fear uh, being in social situations. So for me, it would be good if we could just do this online. Uh, but that's uh, but you, you don't get to sk- skip that part, uh, of course, even in internet-based treatment. It's just that instead of a psychologist saying, okay, so now you have to make a speech on the, uh, the party you're going to this weekend, uh, uh, the psychologist just writes that as a text message saying, well, okay, so... Uh, are you planning to to prepare a speech for this weekend? So, but but the the mechanism and what we think uh, is the active ingredients are the same. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that the text messages are extra secure. Uh, of course, that's a very very stigmatized question uh, with the internet and everything. How do you uh, make sure that it is secure? Well, so the system uses an, an encrypted web page. So, for instance, when we do uh, studies of internet-based CBT, we also have a double authentication. Uh, how do you pronounce it in English? Authentication. <laughs> <That's> Auth- <true. laughs> 
<laughs> you get you get so you log into the platform you write uh, the username and password that has been given to you and after you've done that you also get an an extra code as a uh, text message on your phone that you have to write in the platform and then eventually then you can log in so i would say that it fulfills the criteria of of a secure platform but this is always an an important question um so it's it's not a regular homepage so to speak uh, but uses an encrypted um, uh, system yeah and uh, what kind of disorders can you can you treat with this uh, treatment So the first, actually, the first uh, disorder that was tested uh, using internet-based CBT was was tinnitus. Actually, okay. Uh, but since then, uh, internet-based CBT has been tested for a range of disorders. Um, so panic disorder, depression, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, hypochondriasis. Um, I did a study on erectile dysfunction. Uh, there has been some studies on eating disorders, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, well, there's a whole bunch. PTSD was uh, we had a uh, study a few years back on PTSD as well. Um, do you have any other candidates, Eric? Uh, I don't know if you mentioned uh, uh, chronic pain which has been studied, uh, also stress-related problems, uh, eating disorders such as uh, bulimia, uh, pathological gambling uh, has been investigated, cannabis use, uh, and also uh, uh, sexual dysfunction of, of, of different kinds. So, so there, and uh, we, ch- we conducted a systematic review in 2012, and already by then, uh, 103 randomized controlled trials have been conducted on on internet based treatments so mm-hmm. it's it's a field that's uh, evolving quite quite rapidly and and i would say all the main uh, common uh, axis one disorders or the 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 most common psychiatric disorders uh, they have been tested uh, using internet based treatments and seem to be working quite well also uh, did you mention mention specific phobias such as spider phobia Uh, so if there is if there's a common psychiatric problem, then there's probably an internet-based treatment for it that works. <laughs> Given that it already exists on um, in on uh, CBT protocol, uh, face-to-face CBT protocol that has been proven efficacious in in uh, previous trials, we rarely test a completely new treatment. Although that has been done as well, uh, but. Usually, we take the same treatment as provided in face-to-face and just uh, make it in internet-based format. Yeah. So, but, but there is, of course, it's not that we uh, have a complete hubris uh, uh, in all ways, but there's probably some form of uh, some form of of line or border where it's it's not more uh, it's not uh, a good idea to use uh, internet-based treatments. Uh, what we have seen is that 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 line has been uh, moved forward all the time because we we've, we've thought that, well, okay, for this uh, disorder, like for OCD, mm, that's a that's that's a difficult disorder to treat. It probably won't work as well. But but to our our surprise so far, uh, uh, it has been been shown to be very effective. But I can imagine, for example, that 
treating um, um, borderline personality disorder, for example, might be uh, might be a disorder where this kind of treatment just uh, won't work as well. And uh, how is this uh, abroad? If you look at uh, C- internet CBD abroad, is it something commonly used? Well, Sweden's actually somewhat of a leading country when it comes to internet-based CBT, and especially Professor Jard Andersson and his student who started all this, uh, they were among the first in the world to, to try this kind of treatment. So uh, Sweden is actually uh, far ahead of most other Western countries, including, for example, the US or, or Germany. Uh, but I would say that uh, other countries who have come... Uh, a bit uh, on this journey is especially uh, Holland and um, the UK and Australia. Okay. Uh, so, so they are quite large internet-based CBT countries. But otherwise, the the large dissemination of this kind of treatments worldwide is yet to happen. And I, I would say that in in Asia, South America, uh, in Africa, there is very little done and and I don't think that accessibility to to internet-based treatments are very high at all. And there has been surprisingly little activity in the U.S. actually. Uh, So we have started some collaborations, but but, uh, there are a few studies coming from the U.S. on internet-based treatments. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this must be a really cost-efficient way to give therapy to lots of people. Uh, How much can you save and how much bigger can you get? Uh, Well, we we have uh, conducted a few cost-effectiveness studies. And, uh, of course, as all health economists say, that cost-effectiveness, that's that's a comparison to to something else, to an alternative. Uh, And uh, if we start with looking at uh, internet-based treatments compared to uh, to no treatment, basically, or waiting list controls in our trials, uh, we have seen that uh, we gain uh, much more improvement in terms of symptoms, but uh, often at no additional cost. That is, if we include costs of disability pension, unemployment, all these indirect costs and costs of healthcare visits, uh, it seems that on a societal level, it's it's really it's really a no-brainer to offer internet-based CBT because you get all these improvements, and it doesn't seem to be associated with 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 uh, additional costs. So it's important to stress here that of course the the treatment and the therapist cost money, but given a societal perspective, so if you include all the costs, uh, we we often end up with actually a societal saving by giving uh, this treatment. So if you give internet-based CBT and also group C- CBT as well for patients with social phobia, they tend to uh, have less sick leave, uh, less unemployment, etc. if they receive the treatment compared to if they don't receive any treatment. Yes. And those gains sort of then offsets the costs of the treatment itself. Uh, and when we in our studies, when we've been looking at comparison of internet-based treatments to face-to-face treatments, which is of course uh, a very important comparison uh, to make, then we can see that that uh, internet-based treatments are highly cost-effective. That is, they uh, they reach about the same effects, 
but at at a much lower cost. Uh, but it it should be uh, it should be said, however, that that it's 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 quite difficult to estimate the cost of internet-based treatments because there would have to be in order for to do that properly, there would have to be a market where you could buy internet-based treatments. You know, with among enterprises. Uh, Sort of working under free free competition, and that's not the case yet. So it's it's a bit difficult to say exactly how much this uh, treatment costs. But uh, so far, it seems that uh, in comparison to no treatment and in comparison to face to face treatment, this is really a cost effective treatment. Uh, but I, I should also say that rega- regardless of uh, cost effectiveness. I mean, even if if it would be the case that uh, internet-based treatment would cost as much as face-to-face treatment, uh, and that societal savings would be the same as in face-to-face treatment, uh, this thing that each therapist can treat up to eighty patients is still a very important advantage for increasing ex- accessibility. Because, because other otherwise, what's going on is that well, you know, psychologists get fully booked and then patients have to wait uh, for a long time to even get treatment and internet-based treatment sort of provides a very elegant solution to that problem i think regardless of of cost effectiveness yeah yeah do you have anything more you want to add to to internet cbt or or why you should uh, use this instead of regular cbt well i think it's important to stress that uh, this internet-based CBT is not here to replace face-to-face CBT, but it's just an additional treatment in, in the arsenal. So we, it's, it's not here to replace the treatments that already exist. Unfortunately, we there lost the recording and uh, couldn't finish the last minutes of the podcast. Uh, I would like to thank Erik Hedman and Erik Andersson for participating and uh, thank all of you for listening Uh, if you want to read more about internet cbt uh, please look at the caption below and if you want to contact us for any questions or like you can uh, email us at podcast uh, at cns.ki.se or on facebook where we call the department of clinical neuroscience or twitter where we call cns underline ki Uh, Thank you so much for listening and we hope we'll be back soon with a new interesting podcast. Thank you.